Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Careful for me when I was careless. My God, I thank you. Yeah, that's good, Kay. Thank you for restoration. My God. Thank you, Father God, just for consistency. My God, and for teaching me how to be consistent. Yeah, that's good. For entering his rest. Yeah, that's good. For understanding and love. My God. I am so grateful, and I know that's what grace does, but I like to say it this way. I am so grateful that um, he does not (laughs) see me in my mess. 
that he does not see me in my mess. Like he does not see me in my mess. <laughs> like that he doesn't see me like my past. Yeah, that's good for never leaving me. My God, for, for never forsaking me, for never forgetting about me, for calling me into purpose. My God, even when I didn't want to walk in my purpose, my God, for food, clothing, and shelter, my God, just that he is God, my God, for his resurrection power being evident in my life, for my fingers and my toes, my God, for the fact that I woke up and I could hear this morning, my God, my God, my God, for how much he loves me, my God, for loving me like he does, even when I'm not, my God, come on now, for a peace of mind, yeah, for never giving up on me, my God, for choosing me, my God, for his favor, my God, thank you for that, my God, just for opportunity, for airwaves, for internet, I could not be here if it wasn't for the internet, for cellular data, like stuff that we don't think that matters, but it matters, right? My God, for paying my phone bill, for paying my bills, my God, my God, I thank you. My God, just for everything. Like I got clothes, my kids got clothes, school, come on now, come on now, my God. Yes, for being better, for his faithfulness, for being better to me than I've been to myself. My God, we thank you. My God, just for being God, to know that he is with me, like that he is with me, that he does not leave me, that he does not forsake me that I am important to him. Yeah, I, I've, I've needed a lot of mercy. For mercy, come on now. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you. My God, my God, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for protection. Thank you for provision. Thank you for how you love us. Thank you for sitting in high places. My God, thank you for picking us up and lifting us up. My God, we bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you this morning, Lord God. You are worth all the honor. You are worth all the praise. Y'all know we done did some dumb stuff and he still loved us and he still presented us and he's still been faithful to us. My God, I'm grateful that he doesn't act like I act, right? That he doesn't turn his head away from me. Or he's not funny acting. We don't serve a funny acting God. We serve a faithful God. We serve a consistent God. We serve a just God. We serve a fair God. We serve a God that's healer. We serve a God that's provider. We serve a God that gives us peace. My God, we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you go before us, that you're our rear guard. We thank you, Lord God, for your holiness. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, for the comforter, for the advocator. My God, we thank you for being the God of war, Jehovah Gabor, that you go to war for us. Yeah, that I don't even have to war for myself because you go to war for us. We thank you, Father God. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
thank you, 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 my God, we thank you, my God. We bless you. We glorify you, Father God. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good father. I keep hearing this word in my my, my um, spirit this morning, which is consistency. And um, we are getting ready to pray for this nation. Um, welcome to Coffee and Conversations. Um, we are a daily devotional that rightly divides the word of God. We are a community of believers. If this is your first time here, we welcome you. If you haven't been back for a while, we welcome you. We missed you. And so we gather together Monday through Friday, every morning and Tuesday night on ladies Bible study. And we just learn the word of God together. And we just always start out with praise. We always start out with worship. And today, if you're just joining in, we were dropping one thing that we were thankful for, but God, when God starts talking, to me about consistency. He continuously reminds me that consistency produces results. Consistency produces results. So it is important that you are consistent. There is something um, that happens every time you show up in his presence. There is something that, that happens every time you make him first. There is something that happens every time you position him in first place. There is something that happens, right? So when we are consistent, we are doing something the same way over time, right? And the reason, come on, Holy Spirit, the reason it's important for us to be consistent is because consistency produces accuracy. Consistency produces accuracy. Consistent. That can I tell you something? Can I just tell you something? I, that is why the devil has fought you from being consistent in the word of God. That is why the devil fights you for being consistent in your health, right? Say you want to lose weight and working out. That is why the devil fights you. He does not like consistency. He doesn't ever want you to be consistent. He doesn't ever want you to sell out to Christ. He doesn't ever want to put, want you to be in the position where you hunger and thirst for the word, because this is what he knows. He knows, he knows that if you become consistent, then you're going to be skilled you're going to become skilled and you're going to become precise with the word of God. I'm trying not to, I need to set my coffee down. I need to set my coffee down. He knows that you're going to be, if he knows that if you, that is why he fights you. That is why he don't want you to have saved friends. That is why he didn't want you on this devotional. That is why he likes to make you lay in the bed because he knows if you start rising early and you start pressing into the presence of God and you really start trusting God, he knows that he knows that is why he fights you tooth and nail about your consistency because he knows the more that you spend time becoming consistent you're going to become accurate and you're going to know how to skillfully use the word of god yeah, that, 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 that is why that has been his tactic. That has been his motive. That has been his goal. That's why he don't want you in a cluster of women that look saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's why he didn't want you on this devotional. That's why he fights you to get to Bible study. That's why he, that's why he'll put that thing on you. You ever had that thing in you where you be like, Oh, I don't need to watch that. Oh, that's not for me. Oh, I've heard that before. That's why that thing is the pot. That's why he'll have you working endlessly. 
I'm not going to beat my Bible. That is why he'll have you working endlessly for things that will only produce the same result. See, the enemy is skillful. He studies you. He knows what you're lacking because often what we're lacking is what we give attention to. And because he knows what you're lacking, because he knows what you're lacking, because he studied you long enough, because he knows money will get your attention, because he knows a man will get your attention, because he knows that you're easily offended, because um, he knows that you don't have enough word in you, because he knows that you're not praying in the spirit. All of those things, like he studies you, he watches you, he knows what you're lacking because he knows what you're lacking that's what your attention is on. That's what your focus is on. That's what's become, become your idol. Like that's the thing that you put first. And whatever he know he knows. And so this is how I know he's, come on, Holy Spirit, come on in this thing. He is so skillful in this, right? This is the enemy. He is so skillful in the tactic to have you distracted because he does not want, and I'm going to back this up in a word in just a second, because he does not want you to become consistent in the word of God. He doesn't want iron sharpening iron. He doesn't want you um, um, attracted to or positioned with like minds and like people and people that will help you grow in the green. He don't want you planted in a church. He don't want you planted in ministry. He, he just does not because he knows that if you become consistent, you're going to become skillful. And baby, if you become skillful, then you're going to properly place your, your, your armor on daily. See, he doesn't, he does not want, he does not, he's coming for your consistency. That's what he's been coming for the entire time. He's coming for your consistency. He's trying to see if he presents a circumstance or a situation, will you become inconsistent? Because he knows if you become inconsistent, then you're not going to be accurate. And your, your, your sword is not going to be sharpened. My God. And you're not going to be skillful with the word of God. And you're not going to be able, and you won't recognize him for who he is. My God, my God, I promise you, it's been that, that's been the strategy. Come on, Holy Spirit, that's been the strategy. So yes, when I become consistent, I become skillful. Let me give you this in the word, my God. Let me read Psalms 91 over you first, and then I'm going to give this to you in the word. I'm going to back this up. I don't ever say something to you, and God does not, does not bring it to us in scripture. So Father God, we thank you for being consistent for, to us this morning. We thank you for the word of God this morning, opening our eyes so we can see, quickening us and sharpening us like two-edged swords, Lord. Lord God, God, so that we might become skillful in the word of God. Father God, show us anything in our life that is lack, that, that has kept us from being consistent. The opposite of consistent is inconsistent. Lord God, we don't want to be inconsistent. We need to be consistent in your word for it's producing accuracy in us. Father God is teaching us how to be skillful, Lord God. My God, Father God, help us to not lean into our own understanding in all our ways. Acknowledge you so that you can direct our path. Father God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Father God, show us your glory. My God, on this devotional, reveal to us your glory. Manifest your glory, Father God, in our lives daily. Let us be glorious carriers, Father God, so that we can be impactful everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So let me read this on to, over you. This is New Living Translation. This is this is the word of God for you. You are under his protection. So remind yourself that when the enemy starts coming in, no, lift up the word. This is the flood. Let the flood it flood it with your word. Flood it with your word, right? It says those who live in the shelter. See, we've read that scripture for so long when the enemy comes in like a flood. No, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the word becomes a standard against him. Come on. Those who live in the shelter, put your name in there. Lakeisha, Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, Judah, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh, Zayden, Casey, everybody on this devotional, Janie, Derek, my sisters, my brothers, all my ministry partners, the ministry team, the prayer team, my God. Deshaun, Stasi, Ramonda, Tracy, Andrea, Shonda, Jessica, Kim. My God, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Find your rest in him today. This I declare about the Lord. I'm declaring this over you. He alone is your refuge. You're not going to find refuge in anything else. He is your place of safety for he is my God and we will trust him. We're going to trust God today. We're going to trust the word of God. We're going to walk in the word of God. We're not getting ready to trust anything else. We're going to let this word become active in us today for he's going to rescue us from every trap. Can somebody say that today? God is going to rescue me from every trap. There is no trap. There is no snare. There is nothing that the enemy, my God, opened the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Enlighten us this morning, oh Lord. If there is a trap that is set before us, my God, if there is a circumstance, if there is a relationship, see, that's how we're supposed to pray. I don't know why we don't pray like that. Don't let me fall into no trap. Just Jabez said it best when he asked him to enlarge his territory. He said, enlarge my territory, Lord, but keep me from evil. My God, enlarge my territory, but keep me from evil. Some of you have been asking him for more territory, but not asking him to keep you from evil. Ask him, Lord, keep me from evil. Don't allow me to fall in no trap. If he a trap, let me know. If she a trap, let me know. If this business is a trap, let me know. If um, the relationships I'm in is a trap, let me know. Let me know the trap because I don't want to fall in a trap. I don't want to be mindless and walking around here into something I ain't got no business. Lord, rescue me from every trap and if you don't want to me to know what the trap is that's fine but protect me from the traps don't let me fall into the trap don't let me be a part of the trap don't let me be the trap he rescues me from every trap and he protects me from every deadly disease every deadly disease, every deadly disease known to man. Isaiah 53 and 5, he was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. And by his stripes, we are already healed. My God, every disease. So coronavirus, you can't come near us. My God, I speak healthy immune systems over everyone on this devotional. You do not get to ride in the car with us. You do not get to be around us. You will not win and have victory over us. My God, in the name of Jesus. He says, he, alone is, he says, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you in his wings. My God, Father, shelter me in your wings. Shelter me in your wings. Keep me, protect me. Keep me safe, Lord. Keep me even safe from myself. He said his faithful promises, God's faithful promises. You got to know the promises of God are my armor and protection. Father God, help me to know the promises of God because the promises of God are yes and amen. And that is the only thing that's going to protect me. He says, 
I love God this morning. Do not be afraid of the tears at night, nor of the arrows that fly by day. No night tears, nothing at night. Sweet sleep. I declare that over you. I decree that over you today. You should be in sweet sleep. You should be in rest. No more sleepless nights. Find your anchor and your truth in the word of God. He said, nor the arrow that flies by day. It does not matter what the government is doing. It does not matter what they are saying. It does not matter who got shot. None of that matters. It's sent as a sign to harm us. It says, do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you may Make the Lord your refuge. If you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. My God, I got angels to protect me wherever I go. I'm not getting ready to be worried about when I walk out this door, if something happens to me, because there are angels that are sent to protect me. Lord, I thank you that your angels are encamped around me. I thank you that my angels are in my car. I thank you my angels are in the workplace. I thank you that your angels are in the school. My God, this is how we should be praying. It says they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. My God, you will trample upon lions and cobras. This tells me I have the authority. He told him in the word, he said, if you'll just speak to the mountain in my name, not in your name, in my name, if you'll speak to the circumstance, if you'll speak to the situation in my name, in the name of Jesus, if you'll take the authority that you're supposed to take in Jesus Christ, my God, the situation and the circumstance will move. See, the enemy has been presenting to you like the circumstance of the situation may won't move, but the situation is moving. Every time you apply the word, it's chipping at the situation. Every time you speak to the mountain, it's moving. It may not look like it's moving, but it's moving. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. My God, this is not conditional. I love the Lord God with all my heart, all my might, all my soul. And he's going to rescue me from every situation. He will even make my mistakes prosper. He says, I'm going to protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with the long life and give them my salvation. That's it. We got to keep applying pressure in the word. This is your prayer. This is what we pray. This is what the angels respond to. And this is what backs up heaven. And this is what the devil flees from. See, you got to go back. You got to know how this works. Go back and skip over to John 1, right? This is this is why we, we separate the word from Jesus. But, the, but Jesus is the word. Trying not to hurt my own self this morning. We separate, we separate the word from Jesus. We keep separating the word from Jesus, but Jesus is the word. Like Jesus is the word. So when we want to apply pressure on the enemy, that's why I told you he's coming. Remember the first thing I said? He's coming for your consistency. He's coming for your he's coming. He's gonna make he's gonna have you lazy. He's gonna make you think the word doesn't work. He's um, he's um when you start getting in the word, remember John 15 and 17 talks to us about our pruning. As soon as you start getting pruned in the word of God and, and the word starts revealing to you the things in your heart that you need to change, um, he's going to speak condemnation on you. He doesn't, he only condemns what you know. My God, 
He only condemns what you know. That's on, that's the only he does not when when you do not have when he on that's the only thing he condemns. He only condemns when you know something. That's how he pushes condemnation on you. When you know it ain't wrong, that's what he's going to condemn. That's how he's going to condemn you. That's how he's going to attack you. If you didn't have a conviction for it, if you didn't have knowledge for it, you would never be bothered by it. But the minute he recognizes that you realize that something is wrong, he'll start pushing condemnation to you. So you back up in the word of God so that you won't keep pressing in the word of God so that you won't keep getting pruned in the word of God because he knows when it's being revealed to you, you will become consistent in doing something about it. So, so we got, we can't separate the words. So John one, go over to John one. It says in the beginning, the word was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. My God, this is why he wants you to separate Jesus from the word, but you can't separate Jesus from the word. Oh, I just need Jesus. You do need Jesus. You need the word. Come on now. You do need Jesus. You need the word. You need the, you need the word. You, you do need Jesus. You need the word. You need the word of God. That is why he's been trying to disrupt your consistency in the word of God. That's why he don't want you studying. That's why he don't want you to be with no man and woman of God. He don't want you to fellowship with like mine. So he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. So every time I get the word in me, every time I get revelation of the word in me, light is coming into my life and I'm being made over. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it right? The darkness cannot overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He goes into John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Ninth verse, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. That is why the enemy wants to keep you out the word. He does not want you to recognize who Jesus is and how important Jesus is, right? He says, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, my God, there's freedom in this today. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh. Somebody say that the word became flesh. The word became flesh. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, right? Full of grace and truth. Somebody say that today. God is full of grace and truth. So the problem... 
the, that's why the consistency is an issue. Let me give you another scripture today. This is second Peter. And this is the first, we're going to start at the eighth verse. This, this is how I know it's so important for us to get in the word of God. This is how I know this devotion is so important. This is why I know it's so important for us to continue to preach the word of God. It is not about church anymore. It is not about religious overtures. It is not about, I showed up. The word longs to be active in our life. And if we're going to, if you just logging on, you need to go back and get what God was saying to us. And if we're going to be consistent, right? The word became flesh. If we're going to be consistent, if we, if the demand or the enemy has been attacking our consistency, it's because he does not want us accurate. He doesn't want you to pray accurately. He doesn't want you to live accurately. He doesn't want you to walk in accuracy. He doesn't want you to be able to pray prayers that change lives. Anybody tired of prayers that don't get answered? Anybody tired of situations that's been in their lives for such a long time? We ought to be at the place where we ought to be standing in the capital. We ought to be standing in the school system. We ought to be we ought to we ought to be tired of them telling us what corona is gonna shut down. We ought to be standing for what needs to open back up. Our churches need to open back up. Our schools need to open back up. The enemy is trying to keep us isolated so that we are not in connection with each other, so that we cannot support and love each other the way that we are supposed to. He is very divisive. He is very divisive. So let me read this to you. This is this is Second Peter, and this is going to the eighth verse. I, I'll back it up. Let me back it up. This is for this reason, very reason. We're going to the fifth verse. Applying your diligence, my God. So when we when we get in the Word of God, we have to apply diligence. We have to apply diligence, right? We have to make a decision that I'm going to be more diligent to the Word of God than anything else. My God. Remember, I told you the enemy is looking for what you are lacking. The enemy is looking for what has your attention. The enemy is looking for what you've made an idol. That is what he is looking for, right? Because he knows that is what you'll be diligent to. That is what you'll be diligent to. That is what you'll be consistent with. He knows if you'll be consistent, more consistent to something else than you will the word of God. He knows if you'll be consistent, more consistent to something else than you will with your relationship with God. He knows that and he will apply the pressure so that you walk into circumstances and situations that distract you and keep you from growing in your relationship with God. So he says, for this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises make every effort this is second peter the fifth verse in exercising your faith to develop moral excellence and in moral excellence knowledge insight understanding and in your knowledge self-control somebody say i gotta have self-control i have to have self-control father reveal and show to me the areas in my life that have not been in self-control because here's the other thing if i am not in self-control i am not consistent who <laughs> if i am not in self-control shannon i'm not consistent 
If if I'm not exercising, if I'm not diligent, I'm not gonna walk. I'm not. If I'm not self-control, I'm not. If I'm in self-control, I'm all over the place. If I don't have self-control, I'm doing everything that I want to do. I'm doing the things that I want to do. I'm doing the things that make me happy. I'm doing the things that I'm comfortable with. I'm doing the things that I'm. I feel good. Can I tell you something? I'm, I got a sip. I didn't release the sip yesterday, but I'm gonna release the sip a little bit later this evening. I, it's easy to become spiritually complacent. It's easy to become spiritually complacent. It's easy to ride one wave and think we're there, right? And not even realize that I'm riding a wave that's linked to not being in self-control. So he said, and in your self-control, steadfastness, right? You, I got to be steadfast. These are things that he's saying to you, you got to do. You got to do it. Not, not the Lord, I need you to be steadfast. No, you got to become steadfast. When steadfast, steadfastness means I'm not going to waver. Steadfastness means I'm not going to waver. Steadfastness means I'm more concerned about being in God's perfect will for my life. Remember, we've talked about there's a permissive will of God and there's a perfect will of God. Steadfastness says, I want to be in your perfect will because the permissive will of God is will make you think you're in the perfect will. Well, the Lord let me go. Sometimes the Lord lets us go and do things. Let's us go because he knows we're not we're going to do it anyway. And so we'll think we're in the permissive will and not his perfect will because because we're not we don't want to ask him if this is right. We don't want to ask him if we're supposed to be involved in this. We don't want to check with him. Right. So sometimes there's a difference between. So I have to have self-control. So he said moral excellence, steadfastness, godliness and in your godliness, brotherly affection and in your brotherly affection, develop Christian love that is learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. The eighth verse, for as these qualities, <laughs> these are qualities of being in Christ Jesus, for as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity. Somebody say this this morning, I gotta grow up. I gotta grow up. I gotta grow up. I got to be consistent. I got to be steadfast. I got to operate in self-control. I cannot keep making excuses. I can I cannot I cannot I got to do a better job of letting God circumcise my heart. I got to be okay with being pruned. The devil has been watching me. He knows what I've been doing. He knows the things that are not like God. He knows what my idols are. He knows what my attention I got to grow up. I got to start th stop throwing these um, spiritual tantrums. I'm tired of the enemy continuing to advance in my life. I got to stop looking just for the hand of God and thinking that I'm blessed because I look financially okay. I got to stop limiting God by what I see. My God. So he says, for these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity. They will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regards to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Consistency is going to keep you, right? It's going to grow you towards spiritual maturity. It's going to keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Let me give you the ninth verse. It says, for whoever lacks these qualities is blind. 
I love how God deals with us. For whoever lacks these qualities are blind. They are short-sighted, closing his spiritual eyes to the truth, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, believers, be all more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. What I'm doing, reflecting and confirming my relationship with God. Or is this reflecting my relationship with myself? Or is this reflecting my relationship with others? My God. For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, tell it it's my responsibility to develop this. It's my responsibility to grow in this. It's my responsibility to live in this, right? It is not that we just sit still. No, I have to actively pursue this, right? He says, by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you're never going to stumble in your spiritual growth and you will live a life that leads others away from sin. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly provided to you. Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and are establishing the truth, which is held firmly in your grasp. I think it is right, as long as I am in this earthly tent, to inspire you by reminding you. So that was First Peter, the second verse. My God. That's it. I think that's enough to chew on today. My God, he is sharpening our sword. We need to be skillful so that we can be accurate, so that we can... Can I, can I just appeal to my mothers and my fathers? If you knew that the word of God in you, right, could change the life of your kids, would you not pray differently? Like, can you think of it from that position? If the word of God... If I knew that my prayers would change the government, why wouldn't I want what I know could change their lives? Why wouldn't I, if I knew that, if, listen, like, for real, if I knew that it's the word of God that's active, that it's Jesus, Jesus, and we take that, oh, Jesus is the way, and I plead the blood of Jesus, but my partnership in this is me growing in grace and me growing in the word of God and me being consistent. Think about it from my consistency. My consistency has the availability to impact and change everybody I'm connected to. I know that's a lot of responsibility, but if my responsibility is only to live as Christ and to pray his will in this earth, that's the responsibility at that's seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven. Then I need to, I, I don't want my kids to be in a certain state. I don't want my nieces and nephews to be in a certain state. And all I had to do was spend more time understanding what the word could do for us. The word produces results, not our nagging, not our complaining. He said, do everything without my work. The word is what's going to, the angels, Hebrews 1 and 14 says, angels go excel in strength. Angels respond to the word of God. My God. When we pray the word of God in the earth, it activates something. But if we don't know the word of God, if our swords are not, our swords are not sharpened, we'll keep mentally trying to achieve and accomplish stuff. When Jesus said, all you got to do is do it in my name. All you got to do is pick your sword up. 
All you got to do is put on the helmet of salvation. All you got to do is put on the breastplate of righteousness. All you got to do is have your feet shod in the gospel of peace. That's what he said. He said, your enemy is walking around like a roaring lion, but I'm getting ready to tell you how to fight the enemy. You don't fight the enemy in the flesh. You don't fight the enemy in the flesh. You don't fight the enemy with his own strategies. You don't fight the enemy with his own tactics. That ain't how you fight the enemy. You got to fight the enemy. You're dealing with something spiritual. That's why he's been saying to us on this devotional, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be of you. Jesus only said with God, let the same mind that's in Christ Jesus be in you. The same mind of Christ that's in you. So then you won't attack, you gonna, you'll stop dealing with this flesh. We'll stop dealing with you. We'll stop dealing with this flesh. We'll stop responding in this flesh. We'll stop acting according to this flesh, right? Because the flesh produces death, but the spirit produces life. We'll stop doing things according to this flesh. We'll stop being led by this flesh because we recognize the, the, the flesh ain't doing nothing but producing death. But when the word is active and it's sharp, it's asunder. It's cutting it into pieces. It's chopping it up. It's obliterating it. So every time I get more word in me, I'm becoming sharpened. I'm becoming accurate. And I'm beginning to look more, more like Christ. And I'm going to be way more potent. Let's pray for this world first. <laughs> and then we're going to get out of here. Father God, I thank you for this devotional today. I thank you, Father God, for the accuracy in your word. I thank you for teaching us how to sharpen our swords today, Lord God, so that we can pray with precision and we can pray with accurately, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for steadfastness. I thank you, Father God, for diligence. I thank you, Father God, for spiritual sobriety. My God, I thank you, Father God, this morning that our eyes were open and giving us ears to hear, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, the word is active in our life today, sharpening us quicker than any two-edged sword, Lord God, dividing anything in us, Lord God, chopping up the pieces, Lord God, removing anything from our lives that does not line up with your word. Take the scales off our eyes, Daddy, so that we have eyes to see. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Father God, we're wrestling against principalities, things that have been exalting itself against his, our mind things that have been coming in our finances, things that have been that things that have been coming against our family, things that have been coming against our children. My God, and what we needed most is to be quickening your word. So Father God, we stand in the gap for our country today. Father God, we ask that you pour out a deep conviction of sin, of spiritual brokenness, of holy fear, and genuine repentance among your people and your leaders. Father God, we thank you that you pour out spiritual hunger and a genuine spirit for prayer. Father God, we thank you you're bringing unity and deep love among the churches. Father God, we thank you that you're healing the churches and healing pastors, Lord God, and churches are becoming one voice. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for passion in your people to see others saved. We thank you on this devotional for 12 million souls. Father God, we thank you, Father God, that people are hungry and thirsting for righteousness, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that the lost are coming home. Father God, bring in your prodigal sons and daughters. Father God, I thank you, Father God, that the harvest that we look for is for people. Father, I thank you for greater revelation of the Great Commission and a passion for missions and planting churches, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, 
for purifying our motives for revival. And the Holy Spirit is pouring out his flesh among all people. I thank you, Lord God, for a mighty move of salvation and a conviction to touch our culture, entertainment, government, education, and media. We thank you, Lord God, for a modern day Pentecost. My God, pour your spirit out on this nation. Pour your spirit out on our government. Pour your spirit out in the White House. My God, let the righteous prevail. Let the righteous rise up, Lord God. Let your word of God be upon our lips so that we cannot sin against you, Father God. Hide this word deep in our heart today, Lord God. Let us not be moved or challenged by what we see. The devil is defeated and he was defeated in Jesus Christ. Let us walk in an authority, Father God, like never before. Let us be anchored. Let us not be moved, Lord God. Let us not be entangled in any yokes of darkness, Lord God. My God, you sent us to be in this world, but not of this world. Reveal to us our carnal nature. Reveal to anything to us anything in our life that is not pleasing to you, Lord God. We come to you broken and contrite. We humble ourselves before you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you are healing our land, that you are healing our nations, that you are healing our communities, that you are healing our world. My God. And we thank you that this all begins with Jesus. My God, that this all begins with Jesus. I just I just declare to you today that you begin to hunger and thirst for righteousness and that you begin to hunger and thirst for the word of God like never before. My God, my God, fill up, fill them up, fill them up. Holy Spirit, fill them up in Jesus name. Amen. I pray that this is this day is the day that you just choose God first and nothing else matters to you. Like that you become so sold out. I'm waiting for you to tell me all my friends think I'm weird. Um, they trying to figure out what's going on with me. That is a sign that you right there in that right place. Cause you are important to change a generation. Do you hear me? Do you hear what I said? You are important to change a generation. God is calling you to a mountain and an area of influence so that you can change lives. You ain't got to be worried about the enemy. You ain't got to be worried about people, what people say. You are not supposed to operate regular. So if you're in business, if you got a call on your life, and ministry is not just preaching behind the pulpit. Ministry is whatever area of influence, whatever mountain you've been called to, arts, entertainment, media, business, Whatever it is, God wants you planted in that place so that you can change lives. You are so full of purpose. You are more than you can imagine. There's the plan, God. You haven't even begun to see what God is wanting to do in your life. And so there's so much God wants to do through you and, and get in it. You were sent to change. Can you say that? I'm a change agent of hope. Can you speak that over yourself today? I'm a change agent of hope. God sent me on this earth. I was born at this time so that I could be a change agent of hope, right? And I'm, I'm your purpose pusher. <laughs> I'm your hope dealer. I'm your pusher. I'm pushing. I want to push you to become the change agent of hope. That's the assignment on my life to push you to be the change agent of hope, right? Can I say this real quick? Because we'll try to separate God from things fashion and all of those things 
God wants you to influence those industries. Education, God wants you to influence those industries. Um, television, music, movie media, God wants you to influence those industries. And sometimes we don't know how the medicine, God wants you to influence those industries. Sometimes we don't know how the two go hand in hand because we keep operating according to the world system. No, God wants you to plant you in the place so you can break up the system. You're not supposed to look like everybody else. You're not supposed to act like everybody else. When you show up, systems are supposed to change because you're planted there and you're rooted and you're established in love. That's it. The Holy Spirit told me to stop. That's it. That's it. So you are a change agent of hope in your family. You just got to get the right word in you. You just got to be consistent so you can pray with accuracy. And my first, if you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's the first way you become a change agent of hope that you receive Jesus first. And so if you've never do that, done that, I just want you to pray this prayer with me. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to go the, the day further. I don't want to assume that everybody on this devotional is saved and in the, in the position and place where they haven't received Jesus. So even if you ha have received Jesus, will you just repeat after me, dear Jesus? My God, I am a sinner and I am in need of a Lord and Savior. And so I'm asking you to come into my life and take away all my sins. And I promise to live and do the best that I can. Now, Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. It's that simple. If you prayed that prayer today, would you email us, info at justbeinglmj.com, and I would love to send, I'll send you a Bible, I'll send you some resources, I'll send you some material so that we can just encourage you in faith. Do one more thing for me. Continue to spread the gospel um, and consider becoming a partner with this ministry. Our, our goal is to get the gospel throughout the world. We ain't got no other motives. We ain't got no other motives. We just want to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. Man, it ain't nothing else we trying to do but push the gospel throughout the world. Push the gospel throughout the earth. So if you would, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can sign up for monthly partnership. You can sow a seed. You can do your offerings. You can do all of that on the website. You can also cash app us at dollar sign LMJ ministry. We want, I woke up with a burn in me today to get the gospel throughout the world. I just want to preach to the day I die. I just want to preach to the day I die. I just want to get the gospel throughout the world. I want to preach to the day I die. I want to preach to the mass. I want to preach to the generation. I want people to know how and who and that Jesus lives. I will see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Say, come on, you need to be a part of this devotional. Um, we, we're going to grow in grace and we're going to go into the things of God so that we can be glory carriers throughout the earth. I love you so much for more than anything. God loves you. 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 Feed the streets was effortlessly successful. Feed the streets was amazing. Um, we will continue to get the, we will continue to feed the streets. If you don't know what feed the streets is, go over to the website. We passed out 500 meal kits. We do this every first Saturday of the month. Um, we're going to grow in that. Josiah, who has a heart for missions, was telling me some things he wanted to do yesterday to expand feed the streets. So I was like, okay, come on missionary. I love y'all so much. 
See y'all back here. Thank you to all my partners. Thank you all to all of y'all who continue to sow to help us pull the gospel. Back here in the morning. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.